Okay, let's start again from the last Gemara that we started yesterday. The Gemara brings sources. My time with Mandem Kashir Bakli, about uh, six lines before the Mishnah. The Ksivyim Chiskyo, Lahalis, Hoyula, the Mizbeach, Ubeis, Achala, Ila, Achel Shir Hashem, Vachat Saitzois. Vayadei Kli David, Melech Yisrael. I think we're understanding this is all one concept. The Shir together with the Kli David, Melech Yisrael, which we found yesterday in Mesudas David. Based on your question, exactly what is this David? And, and that David was the one that created, made these Kalim. And there was a Shir Hashem which was done through these kalim. That's the Gemara's understanding. That's Ikashir Bekli. My time is on the Yomar Ikashir Bepet. Nekasiv ha'yekechad mechatzatzrim ulemashayrim lashmiyah kol echad. And again, the chatzotzos are not a keli, which was used in the process of producing music, as Rashi says. It was more of the tekios. So the mashayrim, which the Gemara's understanding is shira, shira is just song. Song l'chari is done through the person singing. V'idach. What does the other one do with this pasuk? Nami yaksiv v'yim yachizkiyoh. It says Chizkyo, this pasuk which refers to the seemingly aspects of the Kli together with the Shir. Kama, or period. There's one aspect of Shir Hashem which is done taka through Peh, and that's Shira. And then there was sort of a background which was done through the Kalim, through the instruments to sweeten, to enhance the voice that the person has, but the main focus was the singing that was done by the Levine. Vidach Nami, and again, the, the first part was the Shira. The first mention is the Shira. So obviously almost that's the integral part. And the second part is almost like just an add-on, which is the Kalim. Vidach Nami, Yaksiv HaYikech, L'Nechatzatzum, M'Sherim. HaKikamer, M'Sherim, Dimon L'Nechatzatzum. It's true, the Chatzatzum weren't for the sake of music. But they were done, with, obviously, with the utensil, with trumpets. Ma'am, M'Chatzatzum, M'Kli, Af, M'Sherim, M'Kli. The same way the Chatzatzum is done with the Kalim, with a, with a Instrument, so too the Mishorim was done with the Kali, and therefore this Lashon of Shira is somewhat ambiguous. Shira just means song. Song, maybe the Gemara felt on a simple connotation, would mean singing, like Az Yashir Moshe, right? That's where we find Shira by the concept. But on the other hand, the fact that the Pasuk juxtaposes the idea of Chatzotos with, with Shira indicates that actually they're both really both from the same concept, both from the same. Idea coming from an instrument. Someone who never saw a simchas beishev never saw a complete simcha in his life, and the way it was unfolded was as follows: They went down to the We'll see exactly what they were. They made a tikkun gadol as part of the preparation, the preparatory aspect of the simchas beishev. And then minaris shalzava yisham. They had these golden candelabras. Arba stafalam shalzal roshem, and there was four baskets, literally of gold, and each one of the heads of the menorahs. Rabbah salamus halachav yachid. Each one had a ladder climbing up to the safal to the basket. Arbi loadim in pirchikuna, and there was four young lads from pirchikuna, which again were not children, but they were they were bachram young lads. Videm kadam shomei vesem look, and they had. Total 120 lug, which they used of the oil shematil and the And they poured them to each shafal, divided up, and there was poured each one equally 30. They had the mavloi, the worn out of the michlase, the pants of the kainim, umehemeinein, hen, I think it's 
the way you pronounce it, and from their belts, which is the worn-out belts that the Ukrainian wore, which is all very conducive for using for wicks. And they tore them up. That's what they used to light the oil with. There was not a there was not lit up from the light of the base of Shreve, as we explained. There was 50 amas tall, as she says, and therefore certainly the light spread quite far, and there was these menorah shlozov. Shail exactly how many menorah shlozov there were. Mishnah doesn't actually tell us how many there were. Different opinions about that. There were two or three, there's different, like, different opinions, but there was not necessarily numerous, there was, but each one by being so tall and by having each you know, four lights would certainly give off plenty of light. Yeah. And then as part of the celebration, the Hasidim and Shemaisa, that were the ones who were most fitting to be Merakta Mifneim, right? If you remember, also I was thinking of Teisvis, right? Teisvis told us that it was called Simcha's Beisad Shoeva because they were sure of Ruach HaKodesh. Mm-hmm. Now, Fmitech Simcha means the ones who were in the highest level of Simcha were the ones also getting Ruach HaKodesh. So there was the highest echelons of. of the Hasidim and Shemaisa were the ones who were involved in creating that Simcha, being part of that Simcha, celebrating that Simcha, and as a result, also receiving Ruach HaKodesh, as Tosfus points out, we saw from the Yerushalmi, Misham Shov and Ruach HaKodesh. So this all really went together, and it wasn't just uh, jesters who were coming along and, and doing the, uh, the juggling. Contrary to CZ's Simcha's Shreva, we have just uh, necessarily people of the highest caliber during the uh, during the performances we never asked we never asked okay it's a shem if we can. no they they received Ruach HaKodesh in other words yeah yeah yeah, yeah no that's what it says because of the Simcha they, that, that's yeah obviously it had to be also a level to receive Ruach HaKodesh it wasn't just anyone received it but if you were on that level and you got the certain level of Simcha that brought Ruach HaKodesh that was just the language it is mitoch simcha. Shemeshem shor from Ruach Hakodesh, the top tosvus on Nun Rebbe Beis. Shashchin is shor mitoch simcha dixive. Goes a pasuk by David Melach. This concept. So it certainly was because of the level they were on, in conjunction with the simcha they had, that, that brought them this level of Ruach Hakodesh. Bavuka shor b'yedan with these torches of fire in their hands. Right, Rashi pointed out some had four, some had eight. Quite talented to be able to do that. And they said words of Shira and Tishbachos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't see exactly what that were. Fine. Levim had their harps. What? We'll see. Well, how does Rashi um, know how many? Oh, how do you, how do you see that? Right. right. Is that a lusher from the Gemara? Yeah, what is it? I don't think what it says that. Um, right. The only thing I was thinking is that Avukasharish Rudan, like what what's 
What are you, what are you doing? Like, you, you start running around with torches? There's a Gemara? Gimel Manalaf? Yeah, it says that they were throwing it. I didn't see that. Okay, I just missed that. That's the Gemara? Okay. This is what the Shah says. Okay, let's... Yes, yeah. So yes, yeah, very good. Okay, Thank you. Okay, so there's a Gemara coming up later on that they were juggling. Probably the first source they for juggling. I wonder, wonder where juggling predates to. But we know it seems like it certainly predates to a. Right. Sounds impossible. Are more, are more difficult. So it could, it could be Hagufa. That's that was that was why. In other words, at three, anyone could do three. But four is already a certain, uh, right, a certain level of expertise that was necessary to be able to get that. You know how to juggle? I I know how to juggle. <laughs> I can juggle three. Not, uh, yeah, I can do three walls. Do three walls. Um, but then yeah, my kids had two when I juggle. Um, when I was, it's, you know, one of the things like you ride a bike, like you just don't really forget. Like when I was like five, 13, and like it was one point I was like, I want to become a juggler. And I actually practiced juggling clubs at that point and got into nightmares a little bit, but that never really perfected that. So if you don't perfect it, it doesn't, doesn't last. So I can't really do that. But I was, uh, the ball stayed. Yeah, it's all practice. Well, right. This is, as, as almost everything else in life, anything. You have, to have a little more coordination. There's also technique. You throw here, and then yeah. if you can do the exchange with two both ways, and then you just do it a bunch of times in a row. Yeah, four sounds just complicated. Like even to think about, like throwing it's in that four. Two and two, 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 two. But it's like it's, it's supposed to cross, or no, oh, it's no, not. It doesn't cross. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Take it from the expert. Well. Okay, fine. And Salvimi Kinaris Levim with their harps, Navalim, the lyres, Umitzalasim with the cymbals, Achatzotzos with the trumpets, or Klishir, Below Mispar, right? No no limit and no number of, of instruments. Achamisha, Achamishli, Mailus, or Edus, Mailus, Mailus, they were on the 15 steps that went down. Ezra Yisrael, Ezra Nashim, Kinaga, Chamisha, Ezra, Mailus. Which should tell them there's 15 shiramalos. Actually, not all of them shift to 15. And the side, the gifts we have is shirhamalos, right? Some of them are shir actually lamalos, like famously kuf, chafalos kuf shir lamalos, right? But regardless, it was this all pretty much the same concept. So, 15 different shirhamalos lamalos. You know, tell them shalei and levim omdin mechli shir that the levim stood on the steps with mechli shir. Roman shira. That was standing on the gate that went down from as you saw as Nashim. We said that was the Shar Nikanar. Two trumpets in their hands. When the either person or rooster called and, and that it was morning broke. They got to the tenth step. Again, we'll see what, what tenth means. We'll see in the Gemara. They blew again. We said yesterday from the Mashar, there was ten and five, right? The Yud and the Hay of Hashem Hashem. So that was the reason why they stopped at the tenth to get the clear connection to the Shem Hashem. That's why the fifteen steps in the first place was the Shem Hashem Yud K. 
took over you they got to the Azara, which is they got to the bottom of the steps, all 15. They again blew Tkia, Chua, Tkia. Then there was a gate that led, they went through the Azara, and they got to the gate that led outside on the eastern side. And they turned their faces So that means Mayriv is back towards the Azara. So this gate goes out in the Mizrach, goes out in the east. So they would have kept going, they're facing east. Right? They're turning around and facing west now, back towards where they just came from, which is the Azara. Unfortunately, our, our fathers that were stood in this place, they had their backs to the Hechel, which means they faced towards Mizrach, they didn't face towards the Azara. They faced east. Unfortunately, also facing and bowing east, which is Lashemesh to the sun. Va'anu. Lakan in our eyes and our we're towards Hakadosh Baruch We're facing west now, which is towards the Hechel, towards the Beit Hamikdash, and they were facing and, and different shots of why they were even saying this for. Right? This was uh, they were referring to obviously not this wasn't a, uh, always this way, but this was certainly at, at, there was a time as Rashi refers to from Psukim in Yecheskel. This was referring to. Yeah, actually says, which the base of actually says that there was, unfortunately, this was taking place, which was serving of Odezara. And so one of the Mephoshim Mishnayis said there was just, this was like a, like a kapara. The fact that they would even announce this and, and make a public declaration of this was serving as a kapara to those people, unfortunately, who were involved in the serving of Odezara took place in the base of itself. So they were doing that. The upshot I saw is that they were. They were Walking out to the sun, and their back was to the base of Megdash. It may almost actually appear they're doing a similar thing to what was being done then. If they wanted to dafka make a strong statement. No, 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 we're not doing that. They turned around, faced back, and they said, "No, our fathers unfortunately did that and faced the sun and bowed to the sun." Not what we're doing. We're not at all involved in that type of activity, and therefore we're making a declaration of that. So either which way, they were making their point of that to themselves, to anyone who's watching, listening. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, over the Vazara, the Gemara says about the first bias, right? Unfortunately, the Gemara says the bias Rishon was Nechravan. The second bias was Nechravan Lashon Hara and lack of uh, lack of Achtas. But there was particularly an issue in the, in the bias Rishon, unfortunately. They actually repeated it, which we had a similar concept before by the Mizbeach when they spoke about that, but there was a, I guess, making a full declaration of it by, by repeating it and saying it in a double fashion. Okay. As we said in the Mishnah, someone who did not see the Simcha's face, Shoeva never saw a Simcha. Complete simcha in his life. Come on now, adds on a few other similar concepts. Mishlero Yushalayim b'Tefarta. Someone unfortunate never saw Yushalayim in its glory. Lo ra krach nechbam yoli. Never saw a beautiful city in his life. He never saw such a beautiful city. Yushalayim in its in its glory is is uh, the most beautiful of cities. And Mishlero b'Samidish b'Vinyano. Someone never saw the b'Samidish in its state of of being built. Lo ra binim before miyol. Never saw a binim before in their days. So mahi. What exactly is that referring to? Which 
binyan. And it almost sounds like that the, this is a statement of, of, of Amaroyim being adding on to this, right, Anita Mishnah, right, that they were something that they were exposed to, which obviously was, would be much later on, and that's what the Gemara is going to refer to. It's referring to the Binyan Hurdis, which was in the second bias. The Hurdis went and uh, it's Gemara Basra, I believe in the first parak. The Gemara talks about, oh, it says Naftalad, yeah. Um, Basra heard this that made a an upgrade and and re as we'll see re, refaced the base of Migdash, so it was a tremendous beauty to that. Bimaybanya, what did he build it with, and what exactly was the beauty of his building? So Amr Rabba Ba'avni Shisha Umirma with stones. Rashi says of Shisha is a green marble, and Mirma Rashi says is a white marble. It's white and green marble. And three marbles, green, blue, and white. Now, we'll, we'll see what these colors actually are significant. Because Afik Safa Vail Safa. Rashi explains that there was a two rows of bricks. Every other row was, one was protruding, and one was more, I don't know what the word is, intrude, not intrude. What's the word? Recess, thank you. Recess, right? So there was, a, there was a row that was protruding and another row recessed behind it. And every other row was switched, right? going in and out, in and out, in and out. Ke'echid l'chavosid, it sounds like he did that for the sake of really, it sounds like architecturally, it worked better to solidify the seed, the, the cement and the plaster which was used to hold it. That's why he did it. Now, Savar l'mishayim b'hadahava, he wanted to go and cover it with gold. I mean, it sounds like he didn't make it to have that sort of appearance. He just felt it was you know, nice, and he did it to it would stay strong. And he was going to cover that with gold. Amler and Shafke, leave it actually the way it is. Dachi Shaper Tzvei, actually looks nicer as is. The Mishazik Dusa Diyama, it looks like the waves of the, of the sea. Now, it's interesting. It's the colors, obviously, the, these are all colors of the sea, blue, green, white, or just green and white, either which way. And the fact that we're in that Rashi is a very interesting lushan here. Rashi says that you, your eyes like go from like row to row. And like as you're looking up and down, it almost looks like there's, there's waves. It's, Rashi says it almost looks like it's moving. Now, uh, there's probably some more fancy architecture than just, you know, as I'm picturing it. But so I, I wasn't even sure what Rashi means. I mean, I am a stack but I'm short to The eyes like, Jump as you're as you're looking from as you're looking at this picture going up and down and almost appear like the waves are actually moving as you watch it as you see it and as you're exposed to it, which is a certain beauty and, and a something unique about that wall. So you're referring to the wall itself, the wall? Yeah, I think so. I think it was the whole. It sounds like the so I'm assuming all the way around. More about bastards, covers and more, which I believe was is that outside. Interesting that the uh, bells. The what? Bells has such a similar. <laughs> I've heard this? Yeah. Of what? Yeah. Right, I don't know if they were copying. Hoods, hoods is basically made this, but uh, Hoods is like, uh, um, upgrades. Why? So the, the, it, it says, you know, that you have, if you haven't seen Simcha's Beis Shoeva, you haven't seen Simcha. So Simcha's a byproduct of the event, whereas the other two things, it's like, if you haven't seen uh, Yerushalayim, the Tifarta, you haven't seen a beautiful right. city, or right. so those are the actual things, whereas yeah. the Beis Shoeva, so it's interesting, Susel, well, but it's just, I think it's just like, 
put it in there, like, you know. But that's uh, the Mishnah. The, the, it's all coming off of our Mishnah, which is the original source of this. Of this you mentioned the first one. Right. Yeah, but right. But right. And the other things that are. Right. Right. That's the most beautiful or the most whatever, then also these things are also the most beautiful, even though the types is different. Yeah, no, that's a good point. All right. Someone who has not seen the lafustin. Actually, that's a, that's, that's a uh, compound word. Three Greek words put together. Actually, says daya is shnayim is two. Palu is lashon of sarum, which is like uh, princes or, or poor people, and satan lashon of stiv. Which like a of like rows, as as we'll see. So it's like a double row of of chashuvim, double row of, of of people who are important. So that's what. So if you didn't see this double row of Alexandria Shemutzrayim, you never saw Chavod Nishayim. You never saw the glory of Kalal Yisrael. This was taking place in Alexandria, in Alexandria Mitzrayim. Armor, what was it? It was like this Bilski Gedayla, which Rashi says like a great. Um, probably a stadium is right, the best word, a platform, right, tall uh, stadium, which was a row within a row. And Pumim, there was up to 1.2 million people that were gathered in these, in these rows. Wild. There's a lot of people. They're all there. There was 71 seats of gold. Can I get Ayin Aleph Shul Sanhedrin Gedola? Can I get the 71 of the Sanhedrin Gedola? Now, Tosas points out that we're normally familiar with how many? 70. Right? Tosas, it's not 71, there was 70, right? Tosas, the Gemara Sanhedrin says clearly, Sanhedrin Gedola here, Shemachan, at least of Yehuda, there's a Machokas over there in Sanhedrin, but there was 70 or 71. And Tosas makes a fascinating point that even if there was, according to the opinion that there was, Seven is an extra cheer for someone who was like sort of the overseer, the one who was like over in charge, but he wasn't counted as, as actually one of the members of Sanhedrin. So that's the focus of Sanhedrin. Regardless, it was either 71, according to both opinions, um, of 71 cheers. Each one is not less than 21 ten thousands of kickers of, which sounds like quite a. a uh, Significant amount of gold in each chair. There was a, a beam of eight smack in the middle. The chazan the knesses omed alel, and the chazan stood in the middle of the bima in the middle. A sudaram biyada when he held his kerchief in his hands. This is the, one of the famous gemaras which we we see from here. This concept that even if you don't actually hear the chazan, we know where he's up to. You know what he's saying, you'll have to respond to that, which is very relevant many times and practically. A person's walking into shul and he hears the tzibur responding, Amin, Yishmi Rabbi, even, or he sees Amin, he hears Amin, he has no idea what they're saying, where they're up to, where the chazan's up to. Yeah, well, there's 1.2 million people here. Yeah. Uh, the stadium, you can imagine the size of the stadium. <laughs> the biggest teams we know of hold 80,000 or 90,000. This is uh, more, 15 times that. So, quite a large. Uh, Quite a large stadium. All right, so uh, let's finish all the. They not sit intermingled. The goldsmiths by themselves. 
Kasafim to ask the silversmiths by themselves, Nefachin, uh, the blacksmiths by themselves, Utarsim, from the Atzman, right, the people involved in, Rashi says, the, the smelters of, of copper, Gardim from the Atzman, is the weavers by themselves. Each section was a different profession. Now, the next words seem to explain that when he went in there, he knew, he knew what, his, I guess, what his talents were, and he would approach the ones who would, who would uh, be helpful to him. And then he would get the ability to be supported from those people. They would give him a job, etc. So that was also another help of that. But the glory thing I was referring to of, the, of this picture on this scene is what we're trying to focus on. Again, corresponding to the glories of the Beis HaMikdash and the other glories that were there. And this wasn't even there. This was in, in, in uh, Egypt, in Alexandria. Pretty amazing what was going on over there. And they had this quite a large uh, population of people. Okay, what was that? Yeah. We'll see what happened then at the end. Okay, have a wonderful night, everybody. What? Um, seats. <laughs>